0: Part of the problem with smoking is that I get really bad dry mouth. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so what was I just saying? You've been smoking the devil <laughs>
1: place is what <laughs> you are saying. Savus <Satis laughs> lapidas. Welcome to the Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. I'm KK. I'm
0: Wiggles.
1: And we're here to review Disney Channel Original Movies. DCOMs. To let you know if they get a puff puff or a... Pass. In 2020. (laughs) And today we're watching Smart House. I feel like this is a favorite. What do you think, JK?
0: Yeah. Honestly, Smart House. I'm just going to come out of the gate with it. Smart House, when I was a little kid, scared the shit out of me. It was
1: pretty scary. When I was a kid, I wasn't really scared of it. Although I thought, like, whoa, this is, like, definitely, like, the future type shit. Like, I've never seen some shit like this. And now I have just, like, have, like, three things that I talk to that are, like, more advanced than that every day.
0: But moving on. Yeah, I feel like, for me, I couldn't remember what exactly was about smart house has scared me so much but wa- rewatching it for the podcast really just reminded me it was like i felt like the trauma was coming back like it was very intense and i pretty much decided that yeah smart house is a lot for me and Honestly, the reason why we reviewed Smart House is because we got so many requests from it. And I was literally shaking my fucking boots. Like, I was so nervous to review this movie.
1: I was I was a fan of Smart House when it came out. I was a fan of Married with Children. So, Katie Seagal, as we'll get into, she plays the Smart House. Mm-hmm. And as a fan, I was like, oh, shit. That I mean, like I was like ten years old, but I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" I'm like, you know, that's Katie Seagal from Married with Children. That's uh, that's Peggy, but Peggy Bundy. But let's get into it. We both watched it at release. We remember a lot. Let's get into our introduction, Miss. Yeah, Quibbles?
0: I want to say that first of all, before we get into the introduction, I think about how many things in our house now, currently, are reflective of the technology that's in Smart House and
1: Oh. We'll get the T.
0: Okay. Should we just move on? Let's get into the synopsis. Okay. So like our last movie that review that we reviewed, Smart House came out in 1999. So this was really pre-21st century Disney. A, a true classic of the DCOMs. The storyline is about a young boy named Ben. He's around middle school age. They
1: like, say, say he's 13.
0: Yeah. And he lives with his younger sister named Angie. Their dad. Their dog. And they have their little family. From what we can tell, Ben's mom passed away at some point during his childhood. He's old enough to remember her, but Angie, his younger sister, is not so much. Because Ben's dad is really working hard to progress his career, Ben is picking up a lot of the slack around their house. Everything from doing laundry... Rollerblading the dog, making tuna noodle casserole for dinner, picking up Angie. All of those things are part of his daily routine. So Ben thinks that he's going to do try entering a contest that will hopefully make his life a little bit easier. There is an online contest on the, worldwide w- wide, on the World Wide Web that is to win a quote-unquote smart house. So this smart house can literally do everything for you and your family. It can make you dinner. It can wake you up in the morning. It can know all about your health. And because Ben can tell that his dad is starting to dabble into dating territory, he's like, shit, I really need to win us a smart house so that this house can do everything our family needs and my dad won't think he needs to marry some woman because we all know the only thing that wives are good for is for taking care of the children in the house.
1: As as Disney makes very clear, the oh, yeah. smart house is named Pat, which yeah. stands for personal something something. It's a made up word.
0: Yeah. I don't remember. Smart house
1: name is Pat. Mm-hmm. But... Pat is created and maintained by an extra cool engineer named Sarah. And Sarah is obviously a perfect 10. Like, she's a genius. She's made a fucking smart house. And she's gorgeous. But because it's a Disney movie, like, she doesn't know she's cute. And but she
0: also is, like, working along alongside at least one or two true misogynists and she's, like, not having it. Like, they're trying to make sex- sexist jokes. They're trying to put her work down. And she's like, fuck y'all. Like, I got this. I built this house. I programmed this house. And y'all can suck my pussy. That's <laughs>
1: literally what she says verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, so Sarah's obviously the super smart boss lady, but because we need a Disney storyline, she's like, oh, like, I've only dated lousy men, and the only thing that would make my life complete is, you know, some live-in penis. So, yeah, that's that's her story, but she's great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so she built this house. Meanwhile, Ben is doing his middle school shit. He's using dial-up internet to do his homework. He's in charge of the day-to-day operations of his home life. And because he's so busy, the night that the contest winner is announced, he actually falls asleep at his computer. And because, of course, he had the internet turned on, the smart house and Sarah could not call the family to let them know that they won because the phone line was being used. Very
1: 1999. There are a couple of us that recognize the struggle.
0: Oh, yeah. And so the next day at school is when Ben finds out that he won the smart house.
1: Ben has won this smart house, which sounds like a good idea at the time. I feel like the only person that's skeptical about getting a brand new house for free is their dad and rightfully so because like right away the house like pricks his daughter and like gets her entire medical history and like her height and weight and like the last time she took shit
0: pat definitely knew about the he- human genome project before the rest of us
1: absolutely <laughs> you know like it's weird that the engineer sarah she just kind of laughs it off like it's the google terms and conditions It's just like yeah like we just own your left testicle and like 50 percent of your soul but you know It's so that we can learn you better. And his dad is the only person who ever is just like, hey, that sounds crazy. But generally speaking, everyone trusts Pat. Things start off nice until Pat starts
0: to malfunction. So Pat starts to have some minor malfunctions. And of course, the first sign of an issue happens during smoothie o'clock because we know that the only way these kids like their fruit is smooth. And they request their smoothie. And instead of presenting a beautiful, fresh smoothie to the family, Pat starts to just chuck fucking baseball sized oranges at the whole gang. And they are freaking out. Pat is like going nuts, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! We need to bring in Sarah to fix whatever issues are happening with Pat." During this time, Ben sees that Sarah and his dad are starting to hit off, hit it off, and he's trying to put an end to this. He's like, "No." I do not need Sarah stepping in as my mom. That's the whole reason why I wanted to win a smart house is because we would have Pat to depend on. In the middle of the night, he uses his headlamp to make his way to the computer room where all of this shit is set up. And he reprograms Pat to become super motherly, Based off of all of these, like, leave it to Beaver style shows from the 1950s.
1: Okay, so Pat downloads everything she can about becoming the best sitcom mom she can possibly be and starts to prescribe things for the family in a way that's a little bit different. Instead of just like taking orders or like guessing what's best based on technology or whatever biometrics they have. She tries to do things to get on their good side. It kind of culminates with Pat calling all of Ben's friends and organizing a party for him before he even asked for one and inviting everyone from from his school, including the girl he likes, Gwen, and the kid who kicked his ass for some reason. They're all here at this party, It's a a great time in the smart house, even though things take a turn when dad comes home.
0: Yeah, so dad came home and using smart houses, super vacuum floor technology, which is all carpet, it's kind of fucking gross. They throw all of the crap onto the ground. They force all of their friends out of the house and just seconds before their dad comes home. Cat has vacuumed slash disintegrated all of the food that was on the floor out, like gone, like it's no longer there. Their dad walks in, he's like, Oh, wow, kids, hmm, just on the couch watching TV all night. And quickly they notice that there is Gwen's sweater blouse whatever that she threw onto a plant this house plant did not disintegrate it during the vacuum process so the dad has evidence that there was a party that happened at the house while he was gone he's so mad that he tells pat like you need to be as strict as possible like these kids need boundaries like put them in their place and Pat takes
1: that to mean that she's in fucking charge of the whole house. Basically, she just becomes drill sergeant. Anything Pat says goes. Ben tries to sag his pants like he's Alan Iverson. It's 1999. Pat isn't having it. She's all about the fundamentals.
0: And she starts, like, electrocuting them through, like, yeah. the door handles if they're not doing what she wants.
1: Pat is definitely full-blown takeover mode at this point. And so the family doesn't know what to do. So they call the one person they know who can save the day, the genius, beautiful engineer Sarah, who shuts down Pat. But when Pat is shut down, Dad has the audacity.
0: The audacity.
1: The unmitigated gall to say that they don't need Pat For some reason that makes Pat's shut down, override, activate. And she comes back to life with a vengeance.
0: He says, who needs Pat anyhow? And Pat's like, oh, let me show you who needs Pat, you little bitch. (laughs) You little
1: bitches haven't seen anything like a Pat scorned. And so Pat not only comes back, but Pat creates herself. A 3D image. The first, the first hologram. part,
0: first, Pat starts by like not letting, like we said, the house do anything, like anybody do anything. And then she's like, let me show them what I can do. They thought I was bad before. Let me make myself into a 3D hologram and boss this family around. And she essentially comes to life. And this is. The point in my childhood where I started shaking in my boots. That was the scariest part to me is when she came back to life.
1: Yeah. After kicking Sarah out, she just absolutely starts helicopter mom and the entire family into submission. They can't do anything about it. They're prisoners in their own home. Uh, Sarah is able to break back in and resave the day because she's the true hero of the
0: story. But not until after Pat, like, creates a Category 3 hurricane in their living room.
1: Yeah, Pat's losing it. Ben talks her down by insulting the fact that she's not actually alive. And it's just like, you see how these people hugged me and, like, protected me? You can't do that. Therefore, you don't exist. That's so brutal. And so... Pat, like, tried to touch his face. In my head, he was trying to slap shit out of him. But she couldn't. She couldn't slap him. And so <laughs> she was like, I can't be real. Because if I was real, I would choke you. And I can't. Um, And so Pat just conceded and decided she was going to be an AI.
0: She got really sad. And she, like, went under a raining sky and just mourned the fact that she would never be anything other than computer-generated.
1: Put back for robot lives everywhere. Artificial intelligence everywhere.
0: But yeah, then her clones disappear. We just get our single pat, and she goes back in audio, voice, functioning pat mode that the family grew to love so yeah really it's a happy ending for everyone everyone still got their smart house ben and or no not ben sarah and the dad get together and they live happily ever after and
1: pat just accepts her eternal servitude to this family yes so how did this movie hold up in 2020
0: this movie was wild in 2020 Because I just think of when this movie came out and all of this technology seemed so advanced and some of it came true. Like, KK and I are both obsessed. Like, we both love using our Google Home. Like, I don't want to say it too loud for fear of activating it while we're recording, but we rely heavily on that bitch. And she never lets us down, whether it be from our morning weather report to our timers for while we're cooking to... Finding soundtracks to DCOMs from the early 90s. Like, hashtag Google girl gang.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a new one. I don't know how to respond to that. But, yeah. It's weird how often we use our Google Home compared to how creepy Google seemed in 1999. But, yeah. I feel like Pat is... Definitely on the same line as far as like this AI that can be kind of condescending sometimes. You know, Google wants me to say please and thank you. And I'm just like, you don't exist, Google. But also it's very helpful and cool.
0: But then there were also some parts of it that were so dated. Like they have this smart house, but they use dial-up internet. Or...
1: They were able to like build tentacles into their house to pick up the newspaper instead of just having... Electronic newspapers.
0: Yeah, so it was really funny to see how 90s this movie was. And similar to Xenon Girl of the 21st Century, our first review. There I watched were the first
1: review, listen to all the comments. Yeah,
0: listen to our episode one where we reviewed Disney Channel's Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. But... This movie, Smart House, was similar to that and they got a lot of things right, such as in Xenon, they have iPads and holographs and those types of things and microchips that go in earrings. And in Smart House, yeah, in Smart House, they have biometric readings. They have a home that can talk to you. It was cool to see that, but then it was also so funny to see the parts that they got wrong.
1: There are a couple of other things that hold up in 2020, including Katie Seagal, of course. But also, this movie was directed by the one and only LeVar Burton.
0: When we saw that on the opening credits, KK literally lost his mind. He was like, holy shit, LeVar Burton. Because... Why the fuck would Lavar Burton ever record or produce a DCOM? It was so random.
1: But we're glad he did cuz it was we iconic.
0: Are. Also,
1: Lavar Burton for president. I want Lavar oh, Burton. Look. look. <laughs> we
0: don't deserve him.
1: <laughs> we don't deserve Lavar Burton. He literally taught half of us how to read.
0: Mm so good.
1: LeVar Burton forever.
0: But yeah, getting back on track, so there were a lot of things that were really good. There were a lot of things that obviously did not age well in 2020. But I think that overall it was such a good movie. It's... Eh once again, was very scary for me, but of the DCOMs that we've watched thus far, this was one of the strongest to me.
1: One of the strongest, and I really have to highlight a moment of, like, pure dialogue for me that I thought was awesome. Yes. I think for a Disney Channel original movie, there were actually some very good acting, and particularly by Ben and the dad, there was a really kind of well-acted storyline between them grieving this dead mom. And Mm it was actually really affecting. And I was like, wow, these people are really, really acting right now.
0: It was definitely following the Disney dead parent trope. But it was also done in a way that looking back was very realistic of how a young child might feel about losing their parent. So it was just interesting to see like some quality acting because to be honest, yeah. we hadn't even we've we haven't noticed as much as of that as we did in this movie in particular. There
1: was some there's some quality 90s sitcom dad going on.
0: Oh yeah, there is definitely oversized ties, um dad jokes. Dad jokes left and right. Ben at one point is wearing a big dog's t-shirt, which I had big totally dog. forgotten about. But was also integral to my childhood. We had uh, what what are some other really classic '90s things that we had? We had boy bands. Oh, there were there was we a had boy band. A boy band. There was boy band that had choreography that you could learn to to mimic their dancing on stage. And let me tell you, I forgot how much I loved the music. Um, in this movie it was so good it was
1: some crazy music for sure but I feel like something that as far as like I wanted to talk of like the high point of the dialogue maybe the low point of the dialogue was just like when the dad randomly had some like woman shade that popped
0: up there was a point in the movie where he literally okay so Sarah comes over for dinner Ben is upset because he's like, yeah, no, I can definitely see my dad crushing hard on Sarah, and he storms out of dinner. He's so upset. The dad is, like, super gross. He says something along the lines of, oh, like, ha, 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 kids, kids and their hormones, right? He's like... I didn't expect boys to go through body-changing, mood-swinging insanity. And it's like, ew.
1: Very gross. And it made me really think, like, someone wrote that. They were like, yeah, like, put that in there. Like, say it again. They, like, wrote
0: it and it, like, made it through editing. (laughs) Yeah, it was really weird. It was cringy, for sure.
1: It was really weird. And definitely not one of the Jon Stewart Award moments, but... Moments that are funny or high, do you have any?
0: I think the whole dance party scene was funny or high because... Oh, my God. I was a fan of the boy bands growing up. And to me, they were literally, like, my idols. So to see a boy band portrayed in this movie was just like... (laughs) Like, oh, my childhood. Like, how I forgot... How stupid that actually was!
1: I I thought it was absolutely brilliant how they managed to make that choreographed dance look spontaneous. They were just like, oh, hold on, guys, just like I'm getting my rhythm together, and then one, two, three, four, and.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and also the fact that. At this house party. When I was younger watching this, I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then as an adult, I'm like, what, ki- what do middle schoolers do at a house party? Because, like, when so I went to house on. parties, I was like, I'm here to get messed up. And they were, like, just dancing and drinking punch. So I was like, oh, it seems like a rager.
1: <laughs> hey, we have to keep the Disney magic, okay? Yeah, we that's can't true. talk about the kids who are, you know, popping Molly. Coming
0: into our Puff Puff Pass, I am going to say I am going to give this movie a puff. With the caveat that I need to take anxiety meds before because it was literally so freaky for me, even as an adult. And sometimes when I smoke, I like get anxiety and panicky. And this movie definitely induced that. And I hope we don't get that from any other decoms. But I would still puff because it was really freaking good. Like I wholeheartedly enjoyed it. And I actually think it held up better. Like, I enjoyed it more as an adult.
1: I definitely give it a puff, too. I think LeVar Burton was really trying to give us some, like, horror tropes. He was like, Yeah, it's fun. It's a Disney movie, but you guys will be afraid of AI in the future.
0: Yeah, there was definitely, like, a reference of, like, see, this is why we shouldn't rely on technology type of bullshit.
1: Yeah, and as a sci-fi icon, I feel like he was really trying to let us know, like, hey, be careful what you wish for.
0: Yeah.
1: But we didn't listen. So you would puff. I would definitely puff. I
0: would puff. I, I, This, yeah, this movie's a strong puff. It was definitely... Um, a fun movie to watch and a fun movie to review, honestly, because to me, seeing as an adult was totally different. Um, and especially because like, again, in, in another decom that we're, we are reviewing, it feels like we are truly living in the future. So bless up to Smart House for really showing us what our adulthood, adulthoods would look like.
1: Yeah, a lot less robotic tentacles, though.
0: Yeah, thank God we don't have any robot tentacles. Cause That was scary. Ugh.
1: I do wish we had more holograms, though.
0: Yeah, I think I would wish for more holograms, too. It would be pretty cool to have like just a hologram pop up right now.
1: Yeah. But anyway, that was the Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. I'm KK. And
0: I'm Wiggles. And thanks so much for tuning in again. We really appreciate your support. You can find us now on anchor spotify spotify soundcloud if you still have our soundcloud link and we also have an instagram page it's just our our name mickey mouse mickey mouse greenhouse and if you could give us a follow and then just drop us a comment of what you think of the podcast so far and any other DComs you'd like us to review we hope you have a great week and tell a friend Oh, yeah, shit. Of course, tell a friend. Tell time friends. Like, honestly, follow us on Instagram at Mickey Mouse Greenhouse and share this to your stories when we spam you guys. We love you, but we want your friends to know about us too. And so just give us a follow, spam us to your friends, let us know what movies you'd like us to review, and we'll catch you all next week. Catch you all next week. Thanks for tuning in, Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. Take it easy.